Welcome to episode 73. Hello. <clears throat> that chat's blowing up, Jana. It's blowing up. No way. Nobody blows up in our chats. Um, uh, you want me to say hi or we want to do the whole spiel first? It's a not safe for work podcast. So fuck you guys. Fuck you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Demonetized. But we're not monetized. So it doesn't really matter anyway right now. Um, nope. So it's not for children. It's for adults. And uh, hopefully we can all be adults today. That's my dream. As always. Dream big, Jessica. Dream big. <sighs> Let's see who's in the chat, Jana. Can you slap me with some chat? I love chat. Will the traitor new hashtag? <laughs> um, Sean, both bullshit. It looks like we were in the chat. What? Stone Age Ball Python, who's a sponsor. Hello. J. Cole, my favorite guy ever. Check out his reels on Instagram. They're fucking amazing. Uh, Bohemian Exotics, how you doing? Chris is here. He's a sponsor. Hello um jared's here uh jennifer's here pj's here marshall's here marshall good morning everybody super snake syndicate texas kid quirky snakes uh sierra scales uh eric's more factory Lori Gray, they are sponsors as well. Good morning. Um, DTMG is here. Jason and Whitney. Reptifari. Did we say hi to Tex Pythons? Mm -hmm. oh, that's a lot, guys. There's... All right, thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Texas kids here. Shout out. Yeah, this one, I, because everybody's getting ready for Tinley, and we had a lot of drama last week, we just wanted to have a, a, a cash uh, episode. Super cash. Yeah. So uh, it's not going to be like too intense, but I had a event that happened with a corn snake that might have uh -oh. changed me forever. So we'll talk dun, about that dun, too. Dun. That's where the weird uh, title and thumbnail come from is... I've been scarred for life, maybe. But before we get into that, let's talk about some sponsors. Uh, we have a sponsor, I think. Shit happens. Called Rao. Yes. Thank you, Jana. You're Vanna White now. That's awesome. My Vanna White's on point this morning. $5 off the crypto panel at, from vetdna.com. This is on poop. Don't no send poop. the bag of mm -hmm. poop. Or they'll send it to us, and then you mm -hmm. won't. We won't be friends anymore. Yeah. So we want to maintain the friendship. Thank you, Ral. Check them out for all of your testing needs, not just crypto, Nido, Arena, Paramix virus, Sunshine virus, and all those disgusting turtle needs. Those turtles are gross. They dirty. I promise. <clears throat> we have some other sponsors. I think we definitely have some other sponsors. The OG himself, Mr. Shane Kelly, he got a new Boa Sigma. And that's all I know is the name. So maybe Jessica can help us out. <laughs> they got it for Warren Booth. 
Oh, I didn't know that. I just meant like, I don't know anything about Boa Sigma. Is this the same species that he got from Chris? Yes. So it's Sigma. Okay. So Boa's from like the, the Western side of Mexico. Okay. From the Sonoran Desert. So I think Shane's going to become a Boa guy. I oh, for tell. sure. He's I just like, I love it. them so much. They're so fun. <laughs> Boom! So soon to be there for all your boa needs. Good thing he's small, <laughs> small town, town exotics. exotics. That's not... right. Small town small balls. Town balls. <laughs> Missed <laughs> opportunity there, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Shane. Yeah, uh, this is a, a hypo, a Sonoran hypo leopard. So a, a recessive-ish. It's a really nice one, basically. Yeah, and it has like a rarer hypo in it. Awesome. So there's like combo potential there. Hypo so what you're saying is that he's got the boa bug and he's being smart about it? Shane's smart about everything, I'm pretty really sure. Is. Yeah. And if you're listening to this later, Shane, we love you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sponsoring. Check him out on Morph Market, the Instagrams, YouTube. Check out his new boa. Um, it has like a funny story of how he got it, kind of. Um. In, the, in the dark alleys. <laughs> right. In the wee hours of the morning. Yeah, it wasn't a drug trade, I swear. It was a snake. No judgment. Right. But I, I, I can just hear it when I talk to him about the boas. I'm just like, just yeah. sell you can tell a that rack he has of ball pythons. Yes. And just oh, put a, fun. a nice stack of like cool locality. <clears throat> Shane, she's boas. telling your secrets. I don't know what you're going to do about that. Whoopsie. Who else do we got, Jen? We have Andrew with Powerhouse Pythons, and he is the new Pacific Northwest Gopher Cocoa distributor. Um, you should be getting that palette this month, and I will be getting some, and I will be comparing it to Cocoa Blocks and Reptichip, <gasps> and we'll probably do like a part of an episode on it, but I don't think that's enough for a whole episode. Look who it is. Silent Hill Reptiles. Thanks Aww. for making it. Yeah, thank you. I love you guys respect it looks nice and fluffy that i given it that like it's real visually big chunk, it looks fluffy. a lot like uh cocoa blocks rather than wrapped mm chip -hmm. i like fluffy for certain situations i don't like it for the babies right but some but the the and big, big fluffier ones are, are good for great. bigger stuff yes so, all right what, what else we got um, we also have Stone Age Ball Pythons, and he is running his Sensor Push giveaway on Instagram. He has a Instagram account that's gone viral, so it has like 200k followers, and um, so he's been doing a lot more viral videos that don't have anything to do with the hobby. And so he started a new Instagram, and it's uh, Stone underscore Python underscore. Um, sorry, Stone Age underscore ball underscore pythons and if you go over and you follow his new page once he hits 1300 followers he is going to give away this sensor push he also has a bunch of other um giveaways lined up just as soon as this one finishes so guys if you haven't done that please head on over and help us support our sponsor by following his new page do you have an update um it's around 760 right now i guess i could check myself yeah yeah, so on. not much progress in the last week, guys. So I know we suck. None of you did your part, but today you're gonna do your part, right? Right. And it's just like 
solid ball python content so let it, then you're happy right yes it's, it's perfect it's great no i fully support this move because it was a lot <laughs> <laughs> but we love you and thank you for sponsoring us and the new the new ball python page it's awesome mm -hmm. and then in the last week we got a bunch of like us arc updates obviously they send the email it's on morph market it's on their page they have their youtube channel for some reason, people still like don't pay attention enough or something. So like the the Washington one uh, fell off of committee, so that one's not a problem anymore. But there's now like action needed on Illinois. Um, there's what was the Oregon update? I haven't opened the email yet. Uh, you need to. Uh, there's a hearing on the sixteenth. Okay, then I, further action required. Yeah, so a bunch of them have new, like, actions that they're, like, USARC has done the work for you. They told you what you need to do, where you need to go, what you need to type, who you need to message, and if you want to go in person, where and when that is. So there's a bunch of, if you're in any of these, go check it out, please. And if you're not please. and you have some extra time, then freaking go help them out and support by doing some of the steps that you can do, even if you're not in that state. Mm, sometimes sometimes <laughs> sometimes like if they don't care because you don't have jurisdiction well sometimes it doesn't matter sometimes they just need numbers i mean if you went there in person could drive to that state and just stand around and look like a warm body then i agree but i don't know about emailing you know how that works because mm -hmm. it'll ask you what your address is in the state and i like, hear you saying that i'm wrong it's it's okay Listen, sometimes you don't have gotta... to be polite. We could just do it quick, just quick and dirty. Just be like, <laughs> don't listen to Gianna. Let's move on. Uh, uh, upcoming reptile shows. Tinley, obviously not going. Jan, are you going? I'm not going, but one of our sponsors, Shane Kelly, will be there. Um, he will be, I wrote it down. Hang on. He will be at Great Balls of Friar, Friar um, yeah. booth. And he said, if you're going to Tinley, that he would love he actually literally said this. He would love to do selfies with you or just to say hi mm -hmm. and meet you. So if you're going to be there, please stop by and say hi and say that you heard it from us. Yes. Thank you. Because he's our sponsor. So if you're going to tell me, you absolutely have to say hi to him and get a selfie because we'll all be jealous. <sighs> yeah, we uh, we're bad people, bad keepers uh, or community representatives because we don't do anything national we just no that's of, not like, true you just went around. to arlington that's that's not that national for me it's a trip oh. it's, it's a easy maybe I'm, in the fall guys i think i think the fall we're gonna go to arlington um I'm trying to make that work out and i i think i think we'll get there yeah <sighs> okay <laughs> he's gonna like shut off my mic and the camera she's like she doesn't even know what to do with me right now <laughs> Listen, i've been in such a mood you know that gif of Vegeta in the rain? Uh-huh. Where he's getting rained on and he's getting ready to go Super Saiyan for the first time. And he's just like getting rained on. And he's just like, his eyes are closed. And he's thinking about whether or not he wants to. That's been me all, all week, everybody. So I'm really trying hard to keep it together today. Jane, are you trying hard to keep it together today? Uh, no, I'm just being the hot. Oh, Janice, perfect. She's I'm doing being great. my authentic self, and <laughs> it's just all coming out, and you guys are getting to enjoy it. So you're welcome. I wish I could be my authentic self. 
Um, Jason and Whitney will be at Tinley. Um, Stone Age, you'll be at Tinley. Oh, I'm so jealous. Can I go in your suitcase, please? <laughs> um, and then other people say they're excited, but I don't know if that means they're going. So you don't get a shout out. Sorry. <laughs> Marshall's no. going. I Marshall's think. going. Is it doesn't event? He has a table, right? I, I actually I lied. He might not be going. He might have given it away to someone else. Marshall, chime in. You're you're in here, I think. He was in earlier. Oh, there. So, yeah. Awesome. Good job. Yeah. Go so stop by. Marshall. Um, I don't think he likes it when you come up and take selfies with him, but it might be good for his growth. So go take a selfie, no. <laughs> tag HRP, and I will uh, be super jealous that you got to meet him and I didn't. So. There it is. You're welcome, Marshall. That was mean. That was unnecessarily cruel. <laughs> He'll love it. See, he's okay. laughing. That's good. All right. But I'm serious. All these people are going to go get selfies, and I'm going to be really jealous, but it's okay. Yeah, you're waiting for your snake discovery selfie, I'm assuming. Oh, my gosh. So hard. So hard. Uh, you're missing out. I wonder if she would sign my boobs. She's kind of fun that way, as long as there wasn't, like, kids around. Like, maybe at the auction. Is there... Aren't there... Is that... I just, like, would be surprised kids wouldn't just, like, be around anyway. Like, coming out of the, you know, behind the, the oh, piping I just mean that they always have, like, a freaking line out the door of people waiting to take selfies with her. And so I'm sure if I was in line and I went up to her and said, sign my tits, she'd be like, this is kid-friendly. Sorry. Yeah. But I mean, at the auction, isn't that's not kids, that's right? That's not kid-friendly, but I, there are sometimes somebody's kids there. Older so ones. what you're saying is I'm going to get a hard no? I have no idea, honestly, because I don't, I don't know what kind of freak she is. She could be a little bit. She could be a lot. But everybody's got a little bit in them somewhere. They, we just don't know what, what how, how much. I'm doing right? it. I'm doing it, Emily. If I ever meet you in real life and there's no kids about, I'm doing it. It's on. It's public now, so you can't. Unlike uh... Donkey Kong. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Kaluberts. So they come up from brumation, right, Jana? And some people brumate them for just uh, like quickly two months. Some people don't even brumate, especially like corn snakes. They just like unplug the heat and let them have like a little break look at richard's got my back <laughs> love you Ugh. brian says uh also agrees so apparently yeah she's really fun when she's okay not then she's more of a freak and like some of their the sh uh, snakes have total dirty names and stuff like i think that they could hang but i think that they keep it g because they're ambassadors for okay, i have a real kids. question what Hi real hypothetical question off topic do you think She's furry. A furry. I think I think she's at least tried it. Yeah, I'm, I'm for sure. No, yeah. no judgment. No. I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah, she's like a like a super nerd that's like gorgeous and smart and all the things. She is all the things, guys. <laughs> okay, let's that's go back all. to the topic. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's Janice Crush uh, currently. <laughs> So Chris is three to four months. That's pretty normal. I actually do two, even for the stuff that's like kind of cold requiring because so far it's been fine. And you don't have to though. The longer you put them down, the less you have to like 
take care of them. So if that's like a, a functional point in your workflow, but we're not talking about brumation. We're talking about just the bringing up and the pairing. Some people start out the first feed after they've sort of warmed up for like a week or two, a little mm -hmm. small. That's yep. pretty normal. That's I've done it and I've also like not done it and it's also been fine. So like, you know, do what you're comfortable with. Like technically enzymatically, they might be a little bit deficient. So you could get a regurge off of the first feed because they might not have enough. Um, the most common recommendation is that pairing happens after the first shed. What if they come out of brumation in shed? That one doesn't count, right? Right. To me, that, that means that our brumations are not cold enough if they're shedding in brumation regularly. Um, I just took my king snakes up and they the one of the females was in shed, but it was like 30-ish outside for like the last few weeks. Well, what was the temperature information? Like between 30 and 45. It was really cold. That is really cold. I'm not, I'm surprised you went down that low. <laughs> no, I mean like, well, outside. So um, inside was like 50-ish because they were in my like garage thing. Like they were inside, but they were outside. It's hard to explain. So it's like 50 in there. I'd have to look at the the sensor log. Okay. Maybe bring that up next as like a like a my homework feedback homework type thing. Okay. Usually I don't see sheds if they're like regularly in the low 50s. And I will see a, a shed every once in a while if they're like in the high 50s. There is like, definitely not high 50s. Okay. So I what I'm trying to say is I don't think even the first shed or the shed while they're in there counts for me a lot of time because i do short brumations i think it only counts if you do longer brumations and then they're like i'm so ready to breed i'm totally geared up because they've been really turned down okay so i almost never get good locks after the first shed anyway it's almost usually the second shed okay uh, and see i didn't pair after the second shed last season and i Failed. I told miserably. you to pair until you got eggs. I'm pretty okay. sure. Every month. Yeah, I did not do that. Or every <laughs> five minutes, basically. <laughs> like I so I introduced lay boxes right away, just in case. Because you never know what's gonna happen. Might as well have a lay box. It's like an easy include. And I warfels. So that's like no brainer. It's another hide, it's a humid hide. You just gotta make sure it stays humid while it's sitting in there. And then my freeing frequency for corn snakes and uh, Asian rat snakes right now is four to five days. Okay. And what size are you feeding adults? I feed them what they would normally eat. So instead of like seven days, an adult mouse, it'll be four days, and a mouse. And maybe even a tiny bit bigger. So like if they were doing like a mouse chick rotation, they might get mm -hmm. pure chick because that's like the bigger of their sizes. Okay. You know what? Sometimes I like misremember what I'm doing and it, and it accidentally like slips to seven days. I'm like, did I feed a bunch of corn snakes today? Oh. And then so like that part is hard. But that's the goal. And then when when pairing or so when starting introductions, 
there's like three ways you can do it. You can put a put the male and the females in enclosure, put them both in a separate breeding enclosure, or co-house them. <laughs> so you know, exclusions for those <laughs> plants may apply based on whether or not they want to eat each other. <sighs> yeah, they definitely do. So here's the breeding enclosure benefits. If you do like paper, when you would normally do a loose substrate in their main enclosure, yep. evidence, sexual evidence. Sexual evidence left behind. <laughs> she gave me this advice last year, guys. I put them in a separate thing and a clear bin so that I could watch them. Mm -hmm. um, pervert. And yeah, total pervert. But I mm -hmm. was like super paranoid, new colubrid mom. And I was like, he's going to eat her. Anyway, um, what movie is that from? I'll, I'll get back to you guys on that one. Um, anyway, so you put them together on top of paper and they you can come back and see that they've populated. All right, let's talk about what it looks like. It's usually like a wet, yellow, jizz uh, mm, pile. <laughs> okay, yeah. it's not quite jizz. It's not quite pee. It's a little bit of both. Congratulations, everybody. You now know. Sometimes there's blood. Something blood maybe got yeah. like uh, rubbed funny or tugged on a little firmly, you know, a little. It was just a little spot. Right. It was fine. And it sometimes it could be worse, like a snail trail of blood. Or like they also bite each other's necks. For the snakes that bite each other's necks, everybody. Not Oh, not sorry. All for king snakes, guys. Not all colubrids. You know, just the corn snake, king snake hybrids. And... <laughs> Uh, so 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 that could be it but i've definitely seen people like look at this like apocalyptic breeding paper and it's just like blood well, like a snail trail of blood it could it, the snake could actually be like totally fine yeah. but it just got a little boo-boo from jostling around and because he has hooks on his stuff and she has nubs on her stuff and everybody's hooking and nubbing and rubbing sometimes it can get rough uh, down there in the papers in the papers it's, it's I, getting rough stuff in here guys Woo. <laughs> i find that like breeding in an enclosure if sometimes the locks will be faster because he doesn't have to chase her around her own like tub furnishings she's just out in the open innocent and he can just do his man thing right away but if he has to like chase her around her her hides and her stuff it takes longer for him to lock potentially and then using paper you have like hemipene safety built into that i don't use paper on my main enclosures because colubrids poop a lot but when you're breeding on paper he he his little wee wee you know he doesn't retract loose substrate when he brings it back in yes because there's no loose substrate the, to do. The health of the peens, guys. It's all about the peens. <laughs> and and I still breed on loose substrate, but that's just something you can be like, I know this won't happen because I've eliminated the possibility. Right. So I'll do like a junk check post coitus on colubrids when taking them out just to make sure everything A went back in. Because sometimes like he had some sort of injury and so the the resulting edema doesn't allow him to retract his hemipene normally. and what happens when that happens jessica they turn into beef jerky and they fall off and then they only or they become like infected and then septic which is a different problem much worse problem but both I've are bad lost some wieners 
uh, <laughs> in my life. Yeah, foreplay is overrated for calibrates. They, they're like a, a fast-paced lifestyle. Like they they breed and build follicles and produce a viable egg in like a minute. Basically, it feels extremely fast because they're on that like it's the summer. It was like all yeah. that freaking buildup. Right. I that love was it. it. That was it. Then, um, obviously, we talked about this in the Hemipene episode. Jan, do you remember the, the number? If you want, like, funny Hemipene science, check that episode out. It's pretty funny. But oh, I didn't I'll get wanna, it like, for you. Hang on. Repeat it verbatim here. I've just been thinking about corn snakes touching me inappropriately, and I've traumatized, and I have to get it off my chest. <laughs> so I just wanted to talk about colubrid pairing a little bit. <laughs> um, hey you talk i'm looking for that episode and then the the there's also if just like with a human man a beautiful human man has a penis and then like an, an internal turgid structure that can break internally so they will not be able to become erect anymore unfortunately because that structure is broken that can nice. the same thing Ow. can happen in a snake so like the penis can get damaged externally internally and can have you know substrate that is retracted back in on it so all of these things we have to worry about with our snake's penis every day wake up in the morning penis go to bed penis think about it a lot of these things can't be fixed except for to to have it removed but lucky for us snakes have two penises uh known as hemipenes so like if one is removed the other one is still viable and has its own testes attached to it episode yeah. 40 guys it's called hemipenes it's hard to miss mm -hmm. got i it. think it's like to double the pleasure double the fun or whatever quality content on super, the internet super quality i <laughs> highly recommend so so we're worried about uh, our snake's penis um jana oh yeah she's literally obsessed with penis care Okay, yeah. Okay. So then the other one is breeding the in the females enclosure. So introducing males into females enclosures. So there's a benefit to it is that the that whole enclosure smells like her lusty corn snake scent, right? She's a single woman in your area DTF, right? So because it smells so strongly, I almost don't even need to put the male in to to pair him anymore if if I put his schnoz in there, right, and he's like, this smells like a single lady to me, he will... Single Pringle in there. <laughs> Instead of him, like, wandering around and trying to lock her, let me explain what happens. He will um, wee-wee himself slightly. He will <laughs> drop some, some scent gland material, and he looks at me, and he's like, mother, I've wet myself. And I'm like, okay, you're ready, little buddy. And so I'll put him in there. Or, and this is what happened to me this week, he wee-weed himself, and then... Jizzed on you? Got no, he got... excited. He got an instant insta-boner. And so, I was do looking at her, seeing out what her response was, and I felt this, like, cool, <laughs> gentle little flower touching me, and I was like, um, hello? <laughs> oh. Is that what I think it is? This snake had a raging heart on. In he my hand, touching my arm, touching my arm. And I was like, 
Well, I mean, to be fair, you do get up in that shit and you like examine it no, all the I'm time. No, I'm into it, Jana. Actually, so I wasn't was that like, depressed. Yeah, he was like, oh, I thought we were on that kind of a friendship now. <laughs> well, he's looking at me and looking at her and he's like, I can't stop. And then later, this is the best part. He went in there. She was, you know, DTF. So they locked. I went in there. This is the first time I've ever seen this. He had one hemipene in her and one hemipene still out waiting for me i don't know oh could oh, have been a friend or bring DP a friend Diddy? i have no idea what he was thinking <laughs> of doing with the second hemipede i've never seen a snake avert both and have one in use i was oh, like do you have one hem- friends so and when i pulled him out i was like i need to make sure your junk is all back in because you've been very excited today and and he, it had all returned successfully and there was no like extra stuff in there also so bless his heart but he was very um amorous Let's put it that way. Yeah, he got it done. Is he a new yearling? No, he's an older one who's been like, so he serviced seven or eight females last year. Oh, wow. And this year he only has one or two. And the one below him is like. He needs a little help in that department. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. You got to like keep pairing her to keep. keep, (laughs) Like the males will like push away all their substrate because they're trying to literally just like go down to the females they smell below them. So mm-hmm. I don't know what like reptile industries does. Like, do they keep all of the males in like a separate little shed and then the females in one shed and they- They've got well, to. Just so they don't like, cause they smell all that sweet poon, right? They, they're overwhelmed with their desire to go get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Bohemian says, why is it not many people talk about the hemi clitoris of the females can be very confusing for new snake owners. So we're planning on doing an episode, right? Because we did one on hemipenes. And eventually we're going to do one on vajayjays. Did we already do one on vajayjays? I mean, we just like female of reproductive biology. Yes. I think the problem yes. with okay. the, the hemi clitoris is it was technically just discovered. We did like talk about the paper on an episode. I remember. Yep. Yep. In the news. So like... <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say, like about that. Like, how do we define female pleasure in a snake when we can barely find it in a human who speaks? <laughs> Let's worry about our own pleasure before we worry about another species' pleasure. Right. So, like, it's there. It's there to incentivize her to want to mate with a, a, a male that she finds acceptable. There's obviously female choice, both externally in terms of rejecting a mate, and then internally in terms of. Uh, probably like gamete selection so she knows what's up and and where she chooses and whose sperm she chooses to keep she knows a real man in the bedroom and on the streets okay so that so it'll be about that but it'll also be about like resource partitioning for can't they like close it up and put it in a different place and they're like nope not today satan (laughs) well it's it's not quite like 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 a like a duck vagina um, okay, that's a duck. Okay, I couldn't remember what we were talking but, about. But they do that. like they can like make a selection on on storage or, or not, right? But the question is, so it depends on the species. My corn snake males do not, but my Clamacophora do. He uh, does not give af about eating. He eats one or two times after brumation, and then he's on the hunt for ladies only for about three months so he brumated ate nothing ate well, maybe one or two times and then eats nothing again for three months so it's wild 
Yeah, you just feed them heavily after they go back on food, right? Before brumation. Get them back up to a healthy weight. Yeah, yeah. It, they're fine. They're snakes. They're abuse of this stuff. He's, he's the one who wants to do it. Uh, I'm not forcing them. Um, and then back to breeding a female in her enclosure. It, since it's less disturbing to the female, I actually kind of like mm -hmm. it because she's like building follicles or whatever. I don't know how I feel about true. picking her up and caring. People do it all the time. It's probably fine. But for me, for convenience, I just breed in the cage most of the time. And I watch their junk to make sure there's no problems. And then, like, if if they could be, like, permanently co-housed together, you could, like, temporarily co-house them in the female's cage because it's got water and heat. So if you want to pair, come back eight hours later and pull, that would be the same as, like, a short-term co-housing instead of pairing them in on paper and then leaving them alone for eight hours, which would probably also be fine because whatever. But at least they're, like, in, a, like, a corn snake safe space. Because I've had um, corn snakes that are not immediate lockers because they're you know shy you know shy guys they're more um growers and not showers you know what i mean like young males so th so they'll do it later like later when you're not looking yeah an audience is what you're saying yeah or like you know because they're young they just haven't quite figured it out so like they need like an hour to be like you smell nice you have nice boobies. Well, what's if, happening? What's if happening I heavily, down there? <laughs> if I heavily pet you for a while, will I figure out what to do? And the answer is usually yes. But you you wouldn't know that if you didn't let, let leave them together for an extended period of time. And then like co-housing, obviously, we talked about that a little bit. Because the climax goes off of food, it's very easy to be like, and, and you are the only female he must breed. You can be co-housed together in a larger enclosure that can accommodate both of them so that's pretty normal and i know corn snake people who do it too even like trios or whatever so you don't have to like time it because right now you have to pair colubrids kind of a lot like once a week or something because you're trying to not miss this very short window right it's in this very like fast follicular like development that you have lots and lots of chances not to fuck it up <laughs> yeah i wish i could uh, do that with my kings because I definitely missed it. Yeah. But, but then, all right, talk about like what you do to get a king snake ready to pair or how you choose to pair. Um, so I did brumation and then you bring them up and then I fed the females heavily. Um, my male is like so food motivated that he didn't go off food the whole time so um but i was feeding him a lot lighter than i was feeding the females and when they shed i put them together in a clear bin like i'd said on paper so that i could watch because i didn't know what i was doing really guys this was my first time it was my first anyway um and then i just watched them for like four to six hours and then i finally saw them lock because i don't think either of them had bred before i don't know it was it took a while for them to figure it out. And then um, I bred like, I think he said every like five days is what you told me to do. So he had two females. So I would switch which female he's with like every five days. Mm -hmm. And I did that for like a month, but I should have done it for like three months. Yeah. I mean, you could have been like, they don't seem that into each other. So the next one I'll wait 10 days 
Okay. And to see if they're more into each other at that point. But yeah, I, like I brought the corn snakes up the end of January. I'm only getting like really good jizzy locks now. Okay. So it's like six weeks-ish. A lot. Five weeks. And that's with like extremely heavy feeding. I've like palpated follicles in some of them. Because you can feel it in corn snakes pretty easily. They just go like zoop. And they, um, they're like, I'm ready. But they don't necessarily need a lock to encourage them to lay either. But it, you just don't want to miss that. Like, it's literally like 10 days or something. Yeah. <laughs> Though they can store sperm too. But they have a lot of eggs to uh, yeah, fertilize. For sure. Do you feed your king snake before, like immediately before pairing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought before? we just covered this last time. Yeah, so... I will feed the night before and I'll pair them in the morning. So it's been about 12 to 16 hours. Um, Cause I don't want to wait a whole day because then I feel like a king snake is ready to just eat again. Cause they're stupid. <laughs> and so I just, just like half a day basically. And that seemed to work. Um, they never once like even seemed like they were in food mode. They absolutely seemed like they were in breeding mode even though it was slow. So they probably weren't like that, that into it, you know? Right. And maybe moving a cow king out of their enclosure will break them out of eating mode. So like, it's more worth it there, but people definitely do do it. Like they'll like, you know, tap with a hook or whatever. Yeah. See, I don't do any them. like target feeding or anything like that. And no matter what I'm opening their bin for, they literally come out like swallowing <laughs> <laughs> like this. Just like, ah, and if they touch you anywhere, they immediately start swallowing. So they could have half. That's your what he said. Before. That's right. Yeah. Um, they can have half your finger swallowed before you realize that they have even gotten your finger. It's crazy. And so I just feel like if I were to put a male in, I feel like I would have to take the female out and like, cause after like 10 minutes, they calm down, but, and then put her back, but then you're not getting the benefit of not stressing her or not necessarily. Right. Like, I don't think it matters for king snakes. They're too busy yeah. trying to eat everything to be stressed out. <laughs> Right, exactly. So I just, for me, that's what worked. I'm no idea if that's even the best way or a good way, but that's what I did and was not very successful. But obviously, I didn't do it for a long enough time period. All right, Lisa says, seems like a more natural way. Uh, most research shows that males go to find females rather than vice versa, which is true. That's why you, when you do like field research or whatever, you interact with males more in the spring than females because males are on the move looking for females so like it would be very you know natural for the male to go on like a walkabout like you could almost like put him in your like big display cage let him rummage around like look and then reward him for his effort by placing him in a female cage oh, yeah for sure to mimic the behavior because he knows he needs to go somewhere he just doesn't know where she is he wants to look though um this also has, I've seen pictures where colubrid hemipenes swell huge and lock on the females to the corn to that. Yes, but it's not as spiky as like uh, Climac uh, hemipenes. It's more like a little club. It's a, it's a, it's a, a you know, a lady tickler more than a, <laughs> a, uh, rig for her pleasure. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's not as intense as some of them where they have like, like a heart shape with spikes and it like flings out locks into place. 
Oh, Silent Hill. This is the fan fiction we really needed to read. Uh, while cohabbing, I've had some pairs that breed a certain time of day for a week straight. That's very romantic. Let's get it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then Chris asked if I feed my king snakes snakes. So that's why I have king snakes. Um, is I had a parthenol clutch once and it was a really bad um situation and i needed to humanely euthanize them all and i didn't want to just throw them in the trash and so i had asked around if anybody had a king snake and all the internet warriors were like oh my god she's a terrible person and all the internet warriors on facebook by the way it's like the least exclusive club of like people with an opinion and i'm like screw that i'm just gonna get a king snake and then i got three like a male and two females and i'm like if they breed they can, you know, pay their own room and board, but if they don't, like, they still serve a purpose. But my king snakes will eat um, frozen thawed uh, ball python hatchlings. They will eat. Um, what's the smallest kind of egg? Is that finch? Yeah, but well, you probably buy quail. Finch is expensive. My friend has. Oh, they have egg. They have their own. No, okay. they have. They have their own. They just breed them out. She's like a bird lady. Anyway, um, <laughs> so she just gave them to us. They ate those. And then they've eaten chicks and obviously rodents. I think that's all I've fed them. But yeah, they'll eat freaking anything. They probably eat garbage. <laughs> Honestly, when I put the paper down in the thing, I was worried they were going to eat it. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Chris is like getting at like the question of if you feed snakes, are they more likely to be a snake eater of their own kind? I think that snake eating snakes are more likely to eat their the their mating partner in general i don't think us feeding them or not feeding them i think that's a natural instinct that we don't have any control over right uh, what i think what they're saying is like if you train a snake to know that it snakes so so like i uh, also disagree like they're gonna do they're they need the right triggers to breed if the triggers are met they won't eat it if the triggers aren't met they'll eat it um, but you should still feed them snakes, right? If you have snakes. That's you know? why I have them is so I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I have just a little, little Nigra girl who's, she slurps down all those little corn snakes that don't want to get started. Failure to thrive, which this year I had a, a more than ever before. And it doesn't. Were they from the same um, father or that had nothing to do with it? I, I don't know what happened. It, it was the same father, but I used almost two fathers primarily. So it could be that father's fault, but it was females that had on their first year laid less bigger eggs. And then on their second year laid a lot more smaller eggs. Like worse so like quality. This, yeah. I think they were just like, I'm going to go for 24, but fuck 10, 10 of them because yeah. they're, I'm just not going to give a lot quality, of quantity, not quality, but one of them's going to survive. Yeah, right. That's a cord snake, cogno snake strategy is just to blast them out of the, the door and uh, one of them will stick maybe. So like you get these like, they'll have dome heads and like a very strange like neck transition distance or like, like, like the head, there's like a ratio of like head neck and then like body and on, on on colubrids usually there's very little neck distinction there's a lot of neck distinction on a more primitive snake like a boa or a python so 
you'll get these like almost python or boa like necks on corn snakes <laughs> i got that weird see-through baby i got just all kinds oh, yeah, of weird yeah. stuff and you're just like if you make 200 of these there's you're a percentage that are not really wholesome stuff. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so is she big enough now that she can slurp down those corns yeah she can take a corn she just can't take a, a baby ball python um which we'll get to that. I got some yeah for sure dinner, get dinner for there for for this week. I got some dinner, future dinner. Let's future dinner. Way. Yeah, I I prefer her though because she's readily eats snakes, but she's not doesn't have that cow king, uh, yeah, graboid uh, <laughs> eating anything that moves across the surface of the earth. I mean, like, it doesn't even hurt. It doesn't scare you because it's not like a strike. It's literally just like. Aah. And then they get you and so it's like no big deal but it's just like really come on <laughs> it's, to me it's irritating because you're always exactly. having to watch them even when you have them out 20 minutes later because they could like sniff your knee funny and then just take a chomp on well it. that's the thing is that like with a ball python if it's gonna strike at you 90 percent of the time you have a lot of warning and if a king snake's gonna bite you there is no warning like he literally you guys could be hanging out Da, 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 da. and then he's just like oh i'm gonna eat you now <laughs> so, yeah not bite eat attempt eat. the impossible no, like they, they don't bite they swallow <laughs> right what well they heard a rumor that the the first king snake that ever eats a person wins some sort of prize sort they of king snake prize <laughs> you know <laughs> becomes super saiyan king snake i don't know like like so like they're all living under the misconception that if they believe they can eat so that's a, a nice feature. They think but, they can swallow it. They will. <laughs> so, but there's other kinds of king snakes that will eat snakes and be a cleanup crew that are not quite as uh, vigorous as cow kings. So that's okay, why so I chose ones? a lot of them. Wait, I mean, so yours isn't a, a king? It is a king snake, but it's not a cow king. Right. Okay. So it's Nigra. When? What does the, that mean? Eastern black king snake. Oh, okay. They did like change the taxonomy of king snakes so it might have been folded in something else so like speckled kings mole kings you want ones that are like easy enough to start as babies but even though like the desert kings are more beautiful some of them are harder to start so you'd have to decide if you care if it's just going to really be your pet like then it can be your pet the florida kings a lot a lot well they're more similar six likes boo come on guys hit that like if you're not subscribed why why are you not subscribed um yeah so that was about it i just wanted to talk about me being touched by a corn snake's penis and i was she was thrilled to death about it she's gonna write a story about it you guys uh, have we talked about this since we've gone to video what fan fiction jessica has a pen name and she is a secret smut author Aren't but I'm not going to tell you her porn name. Sorry. Aren't we all, though? I wish I was. I've never met a woman who either did not write themselves or did not aspire to write. Really? Yeah. Now I feel like you don't like, aspire so to predictable. <laughs> I don't like to be predictable. Yeah, I mean, like, whatever. You got to bait. You got to bait uh pj i'm not a tease it is not my information to give so i just hope if i poke her yeah. every once in a while she'll eventually 
cough it up. But yeah. until then, it's it's not my information to a share. A lady never reveals her pen. <sighs> a lady never revealeth her friend's pen. Right. I, I, I have multiple pseudonyms, actually, which is whatever. You know what? Australian people are into something very specific that I guess I shouldn't say online. Uh, Marissa says that she needs a DM <laughs> with a link. <laughs> Uh, I'll, work on, lucky, I'll work on her. I'll work on her. If you're okay? lucky, they're, they're actually really good. <laughs> Read them. If you're lucky, I, I, it makes me like sex. I need to finish it. I need to finish real books, like the real books I have. But y'all suck up all my time with your dumb ball pythons. <laughs> I know. Just sell all your ball pythons and start writing smut for a living. I. I could, yeah, that'd be fine, probably. Uh, Richard, correction. Uh, Brittany Gobble was outed by a friend. She specifically had a pen name so that she wouldn't be outed. And then somebody, what? That's somebody else up. shared oh my her God. pen name. I didn't know she was outed by someone else. Yeah. And so then she just had to embrace it because she was out. And um, I, I don't know. We haven't got the full story on that, but I, I know that's what happened. Um, and I think that that's really shitty. So that's why I just brag that she's a good author, but I, I'm never going to give you that information because that's hers to give. That is so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> now they're wanting signed copies, though they're just ebooks. Like, do you have any hard copies, right? No. Why would you want to? They're barely even <laughs> like, uh, they're, they're like novellas. Yeah. That you wouldn't want to yeah. publish them in hardback anyway. It's just bait and material. Could, like a collection. You could do your collection of shorts. I would need to write more. Like the total word count is still only like a hundred thousand. Guys, she doesn't words. know her own awesomeness. Just pump her up in the comments. Mm, all right, it's let's get shit. back on the snake topics. Can we do our second ad break, Jana? We sure can. Okay, I love my second ad break. And then I, Silent Hill. I don't know if it's Mindy or JT or both. I need you to come on the show at some point. So you need to let me know when, please. Yeah, slide into her DMs, please. Hell yeah. All right, yeah. Lori, where are you at in the comments? So um, the Gray Family Snake merch is up and available. They have some really cute stuff. Their daughter designed the snake around the heart, which I think is super cute. Um, and all the proceeds that go from merch sales are going to the charity that they support um, to help with eye surgeries in Africa. And so they have all the information up there on their post. But if you want to help out and you also want some badass Gray Family Snake merch, then it's a win-win for everybody. Uh, I know we talked about this during their interview, but um, maybe I should let you talk about it. But Jessica is always pointing out that like we benefit from their natural resources like ball pythons. Um, and so like giving back to their nation's self-sufficiency and resources is a really positive thing that our community can do because... Like I said, we've all benefited so greatly from their natural resources. And um, it's a good, like, circle of life to give back. Right, Jessica? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it's, it's like the, I don't know how to put it kindly. But think of all the people who want to be, like, a person who loves snakes in that area. And they're, like, surrounded by space where, like, snake culture is even more primitive and more like scared of snakes or superstitious so if you frame it to the locals like benefiting eye surgery or whatever they'd be like snakes got us 
this. So our our cultural heritage, our natural heritage. I don't know. All of it works synergistically in a way that makes perfect sense to me. And I, I respect Grey Family Snakes for going to Sierra Leone. And I hope uh, they don't get bit by a black mamba, but do get some <laughs> pictures of some cool reptiles. Some cool ass shit. So um, the other really cool thing about the charity that they're supporting is um, they're not bringing in um, like U.S. doctors to perform these like once a month. They're actually training people that live there and are from there so that they can continue to offer that care. And so this goes to pay for that training. It goes to pay for, I assume, their medical supplies and things like that. And like, that's way better than just like coming in and helping once like you're giving them a trade that they can either pass on to the next generation or that they can continue to use through their lifetime. And I just think that that's phenomenal. Didn't know I was going to get on a soapbox. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't order, order Alex oh. something. I wanted him to like, see if he wanted a shirt but i wanted to ask him what color he wanted so i haven't done that yet i'll work on it because they have like kid shirts and onesies and stuff too now that hey, Lori, i need the item we were talking about just special for me please it's at a i don't know if i should say it or not a lady never tells but i'll tell you after <laughs> i just was assuming it was a drill dough but no uh, no no okay. it's not it's not okay that's great. No, they're oh. family friendly. It's fine. I'm not really that family friendly. All right. And then Chris, where are you at in the comments? I know he's been commenting all morning. Um, he was on Clutch Conversations on the Herp Collectors. and I still had... haven't watched it, I have to admit. I heard it was really good. I've watched part of it. I have not watched the whole thing. So don't be like us. And this week, make sure you catch that so we can learn more cool facts about him and his many different species, which I'm jealous of. But he is a um, great sponsor for our podcast, and we're grateful. So check him out in that interview. And he's we'll all to report Tinley too, right? He's going to Tinley Chris? too, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so report back next week for all of you guys. So that would be cool if the sponsors could like meet and take a picture together <laughs> yeah. <somehow>. for us. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're not, going. Since we're losers and not there. Could you guys just camp our show for us, please? Oh no, he's doing October. Oh, okay. We could do October potentially. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. And then um, last but certainly not least, Bravo Zulu. That is Eileen. She is um, a former military and, of course, a woman in the hobby, which we love. Mm -hmm. And we're excited to have her support. Um, and so if you like supporting the military, you like supporting women in this industry, she is the perfect combination of all of it. So make sure you're following her to see what her season brings and, um, make sure you're checking her out her morph market. So thank you, Eileen, for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you, everyone. Now. So it's been a, a thing all week and we, I don't have any like profound statements, but obviously, um, Thinking about um, Brian Barczyk's diagnosis makes me sad, and for him and his family, and hopefully he's part of the small percentage that beats it. And I, the weirdos that have said terrible things—I don't know where the fuck you guys are coming from. What the fuck? Get the hell yeah, out of here! I don't care if you're his biggest fan or he's your biggest enemy. If you can't say something nice, then get the fuck out. Okay, because this is serious. Um, 
like 10% survival rate. His family's going through a really horrible time. He's going through a really horrible time. Whether you like him or hate him or agree with him or disagree with him, it doesn't fucking matter. Um, as an industry, we need to be putting a better foot forward. And so if you can't say anything nice, don't fucking say anything. But um, he absolutely has has my thoughts and my positive energy and good vibes and all that um, to him and his family. I, I can't even imagine. Um, I know he's not watching, but I, I mean, we are definitely thinking about you and, and sending you all the healing vibes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just thought that was like insane that people would say. Yeah, anything it's like absolutely that. disgusting, guys. Like, <laughs> hopefully it's none of you. Hopefully. But I just can't even I can't even No, It's just there's no level that that's OK. Also, Antoine got his account back. Yay! So, I mean, I, I guess he was already working on it himself, and it did come back, so that's good. Um, and hopefully we uh, all move forward together for increased brain cell density. That's what I want. That's my dream. For more spreadsheets and, you know, right. conversations where we don't necessarily agree, but we are respectful of each other. Hopefully. I mean, like, that doesn't mean I can't tell Jessica to fuck off, you know, but I, I mean, like, mm -hmm. respectfully disagree sometimes is cool. I'm going to drown Jana. Yeah, yeah. She is going to drown me I after this show. I can just tell. She's just, like, extra irritated with me today. Am I being extra today? No, I literally am Vegeta in the rain thinking about. I like thought about going full goblin mode for this episode. Do I thought, it. I thought about, you know, basically like turning the mirror around and being like, look, <laughs> look in the mirror of your own incompetence. I don't care that much. You guys, we will yeah. hurt ourselves like the ball python community, quote unquote, will absolutely destroy itself. If it doesn't like get over its own hubris where you're like, of course I'm right. I believe I'm right. I, I see evidence, but I'm still right. This like I I thought about like the, the Why in America can we not have an respectful disagreement, argument, discussion, debate? Why is it so polarized and there's zero listening and there's zero teaching and there's like it's just like my dick is bigger than your dick no my dick is bigger than your dick let's pound each other's face like literally that's what it is it's so ridiculous it's probably a cultural problem let's be honest like just with the humans in in this country like maybe we weren't trained to, to this talk this is what happens politely. when you give everybody a fucking trophy <laughs> that's all no. I'm saying guys no I don't think that's it at all I think it's just more like this is what happens when you found a country on personal independence where all of your thoughts are sanctisect. Okay. Wait, wait. So are you just saying like I'm representing manic and she's representing depressed or that we're opposite of our normal behavior? I don't, I don't understand your comment, Jared. Doesn't matter. All right. That's all. I didn't go goblin mode though. So this is a victory. So we're still here. It's a victory. Mm -hmm. We showed up guys. Positivity. Woo. I know we've been like desperately clawing at like a more positive mindset and then getting like stumbled, tumbled back down the hill, just like kicked right back down. Okay.
Um, you know, Dr. Hannah Seidel uh, announced, it was actually like two weeks ago, I forgot to update it, the, the potential discovery of a ghost gene for orange ghost. Ghost. I know! Have they done the hypo already? I'm sorry? Have they done hypo as well so that they're, we know that they're separate genes? When I said orange ghost, I meant ghost because they are the same. Okay. Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. You said okay. orange ghost specifically, and I was asking right, if they meant like covered it with two separate slash genes. orange ghost. I guess they could be a, a allelic, uh, but not the same. But I, this is what I meant. Just the, the version of ghost that is allelic with all of the things that orange ghost is also allelic with that we assume are the same. Right now she found it. Just that one, though. I would just like to clarify that I am not manic. I've just been cutting some extra shit out of my life and I'm feeling a little unburdened today, guys. Yeah, I don't think you're manic. <sighs> I am depressed though. She is, guys. Well, I it's really hard. Like, you guys don't understand. Like, you have an opinion. Like, you're all like, you know, just say it how it is. No, not anymore. There's no saying it how it is. You know, there's optics. There's, like, the perception of what they think you mean, even though that's not what you mean. There's the perception of what they value over what you value. And you're like, who's they? It's, it's everyone, including Jana. Like, we're on this same show, right? Mm-hmm stifling we are on the same show are you sure <laughs> this isn't the the Jana show it's not the, the Jana show it is a amalgamation all right so like congratulations dr Seidel. i love ghost i need the ghost test i think ghost is my favorite junk gene probably that's a recessive it's it very so exciting beautiful. guys now we can test all of our our dingle dangles for whatever and even though it's not worth anything, I still would just want to know because I like I, it. Well, and I, I need her to get on G-Stripe pretty, pretty pleased with your beautiful, big, smart brain. I would really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now I have a story. But if you want to do like your collection update first, and then I'll end with my stupid story. Uh, I have like a, a, a spreadsheet, a little PowerPoint story. Oh, okay. I did a PowerPoint for my collection update, but not for my main topic my collection update is mm, shit for nothing's happening um but hopefully i'm gonna be having a little bit more time to focus on that and hopefully we'll get some action here soon and hopefully the acid clown will get up to wait by like may or june and he'll be able to sneak a few last locks but nothing exciting to share go ahead all right i forgot one piece of news Real quick. Go ahead. Uh, Bohemian Exotics. Weren't they in the chat? Yeah. They Hi. sent me and offered me permission to show a single gene spot nose with a wobble in video form. Oh, thank you for listening and <laughs> right. responding like all the gold stars. And in this case, it was purchased knowingly and not like a surprise. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's very spidery. Mm -hmm. And obviously, as always, other things besides inner ear defects cause wobble. 
chemical exposure, heat exposure, and disease, etc. But, but thank you, Bohemian Exotics. This would be like corroboration of the rumor that occasionally, very rarely, single gene spot nose wobble for only the reason of their morph. So let's do some inner ear checks on that one. Right, spot nose special. I, I just mean single gene as it has only one of the wobbling genes. One it's copy. not a spot nose cypress or something. Correct. One of right. the PJ. allelic genes. Thank you. I would love any other videos of snakes that are in the allelic complex that is the spider complex now, the super complex. It has 10 genes in it. And we'll just figure it out. I, I have spot nose. None of mine do anything. None of mine. I've never seen one. Right. And you have bongo. Does your single gene bongo do anything? No, he's solid. No. I have lots, lots of single gene blackhead. None of them, none of them do anything, but that doesn't mean they can't. So it's worth having an open mind and an open heart. That was it. But thank you, Bohemian. I appreciated it a lot. All right. Now I have a story for Jana. Story time. I thought this would be more fun than a pinch of penises. You obviously don't know me very well. <laughs> <laughs> we already did it. I just didn't, couldn't bother to it's do fine. it again. It's all right. All right. So this is a story of a snake called Tiger Lily. I'd name my snake sometimes. What a dumb... So in do you boop them too? I'll boop what I want when I want. Or That's not right, bitches. Because this is America. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Alright, in the summer of 2019 in a galaxy far, far away. We're going way back in time here. Jessica just spent a bunch of money on boas, specifically. But she accidentally listened to bullshit and was kind of excited about ball pythons after that moment. She's like tugging on a goat's udder, milking listening to podcasts on her phone thinking this this gesture too like just really going to town on them them teats okay and just yep yeah, keep going janet yep somebody clipped this <laughs> and i was like oh well that doesn't seem fun they seem much more interesting than they were in 2004 right where it's like mostly nasty imports and like way too expensive morphs so i was like I'm just going to buy some for fun. I bought like eight or nine adults and I bought a normal clown and a banana head pied for the pied side. And then the clown just to make female hats to hold back. Didn't want to spend a lot of money on it. Wasn't my goal to like make it that big of a part of the collection because I'd already spent money on boas. My favorite. So I bought Tiger Lily from a guy in Port Orchard on Facebook. For $150. She was an adult female and was just sold to me as an inchy. And I spread her to this clown. Moving on. And she wasn't that exciting looking. She was fine. So these are the first set of babies. Pretty boring. We're, we're bored, right? We're bored. Inchies and normals, 100% head clown. But this one I thought was really nice. I am not bored. Janet's not bored. That turns my head a little. So it's, I guess for the audio only people, it, it just looks like a lot nicer than it should be for just an inchy head clown. 
to me. It looks like it has orange stream in it or like some kind of brightening gene. It is blushing on the dorsal. It's blushing along the belly. It's fucking gorgeous for a nothing snake. Right. Like, and then it, it like it's br- supposed to be nothing. <laughs> and then it had a brother. This is one of those like normals in there. Was a very like granity type, but like dark, dark. But then with like blushed out spots inside of the the pattern. This isn't like the best. Wait, is this of them. like my boy, the one that I always like to hold? I don't know who who, you, who do you like to because you kept two and you couldn't decide if you were gonna breed the yeah the single is him version. He was like the, you know yeah, I've that snake. Grams. He's a really friendly snake. Sorry guys, go ahead. Yeah, he's a nice snake. And then here's him the the inchy outside, and I was like, why is he so nice? It is insane. He's right? fucking gorgeous. So yeah. these are all 2020 babies at this point from this like whatever inchy mom that was just supposed to make female inchy head clowns to hold back one or two. So now I'm like, what do I do? Do I like keep just him or keep what I think is like the the single form of it? It this is the dinker problem. I'm just talking through this like dinker problem. Mm-hmm. So then the next year comes around. I ended up deciding to keep both males and all three sisters just to like check. So the next year, Tiger Lily gets bred to a GHI extreme gene clown. Because I was like, we still need to make more heck of whatever. Animals. And I still need more heck clown babies. So I'd like a GHI inchy female heck clown too. Right? Wouldn't we all? <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'll I was like, you, please. and then her sons were only like six months old at this point. So they weren't big enough for me to start pairing her off of them to test a recessive. So we have another year's worth of babies that aren't testing anything. So there's what we got. There's lots of GHI and inchy stuff. Uh, it looks like a crazy picture here. It's fucking so gorgeous. But here's the 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 sort of three that I thought were weirdest. Uh, and this one might not might be the wrong picture. I don't know. I can't decide. But this is the one I the male I ended up keeping, and this is the male I ended up selling to Jared from Forward Motion, and this was the female. So he looks crazy for a yeah, GHI inchy something. It does not look with GHI inchy. There's definitely something more there. And then this one is pretty nice, but it could just be a GHI inchy with maybe extreme gene, but maybe not this. There's something. There's there's differences here. And then here's them last night. Randomly, I was like, I should probably take updated pictures. Here's him as like a 800 gram. And these are inside pictures that are horrific. So like, so assume they're better looking. Is he the normal GHI color or is he really that much more blonde? He's, he's blonde. He's like a, a yellow inchy. Interesting. And then this is the sister that was sort of like mid as a baby. She looks like this, and this is an inchy head desert ghost of the same age. Same, different fathers, obviously, but like inchy head desert ghost, 800 grams, inchy head clown. They're completely different colors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so last year, I was like, my man is finally old enough to take on his mom, right? Now so <laughs> there was a debate if I should breed him to like the Enchi, which I liked a lot, or the normal version of it. There was a lot of back and forth on yeah. that, guys. Because obviously, 
this is a boring pairing if nothing happens. Oh, so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) And, but I was like, but if I put inchy, I might make super inchy. So that could cover up if it's like a a granite type gene or some other property. A super inchy covers up a ton. So I was worried about that not explaining to me the situation. So I did this pairing. And then we, and she got up to like 30-ish and we moved. Okay, and then she reabsorbed. So this was the summer of 2022. What a cunt. What a cunt. Well, I'm fucking moved. I'm the bitch in this situation, I think. (laughs) Am I the asshole? Yes. So then we moved. She reabsorbed, but then immediately got here and was like, I'm still ready. So she rebuilt brand new follicles within, started to build again within two months of coming here. Went all the way down to nothing and then like turned the corner and brought up the second string and was like, let's go. Not two months of being here, but two months of being like settled in the shack. Right. So she got up to like 15. I was like, okay. So I did the pairing again. So she managed to like turn around and make another set of eggs that were laid late in 2022 and then just hatched. Are they out of the eggs or is this like a story that's going to be brutal and we have to wait for them to come out? No, I got the full reveal. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So here's where we're at, though, before we see the reveal. One mom, one granite son, one weirdly nice inchy, and these are all heck clown, one inchy heck clown, three sisters that look kind of not like that, but I was just confused, so I just kept them because they're heck clown, and I can only sell them for $80 anyway, so I was just like, fuck it. Okay? From 2020. From 2021, the GHI inchy weird heck clown and the overly nice sister and she head clown and obviously head clown makes things nicer than head dg but they're way nicer than a normal head clown so what was in the mom after all albino (laughs) that's the albino clutch (laughs) i'm so glad you didn't tell me earlier (laughs) (laughs) so she's just head albino yeah so it's just a head effect. Yeah. All that. All that. I'm so sorry. But so like it obviously is depressing. That's why I said motherfucker really loud in that that chat. Yeah, yeah. You were really pissed off, but I just thought it was like the general I don't like albino pissed off and you keeps popping up. I didn't know that that was Tiger Lily. Uh-huh. It's oh. wild. But it proves to me that it's the head head effect is so strong in clown like the double like a double head clown dg and a double head clown albino which is what they these were is so strong that it's obvious it doesn't seem as obvious when it's just quality it's like the different level of quality right so like i don't know if there's any morals here except for like if you waste your time doing this, you could just dis- you will probably discover things, but they might not be financially viable things. But you know, if I had sold all of them that first season and never like figured it out, that would be really boring to me. Yeah. Okay, that's not my style. I'm a figure outer. Well, and next time it could be figure outer cool, not figure outer that. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was it was funny because of my albino feelings. Mm-hmm. And now I have to go back to decide what to do with all of these. Because I'm not in albino, but now I am in albino. So, like, 
do I like if I use gray writers test it's you $40. can continue to sprinkle the shit throughout your projects or do I like you're asking an albino projects they can't go into dg right you can't go into i don't want it in hypo i, don't, I mean that probably doesn't care, matter but i don't i don't particularly like the way these look they're fine obviously the answer would be sell everybody <laughs> yeah maybe like if i sell her, obviously she's not worth anything anyway she was going to be sold anyway if it was anything exciting coming out of this clutch now she's definitely not worth anything <laughs> Except she's like a nice snake. Let me be honest. And then he still looks nice, but he's double head clown albino, basically, in my opinion. Technically, he's only 50%, but in my opinion, he right. is. Absolutely. These females, though, they're still like breeding age females. So do I pair them to him and then sell all offspring as pos head albino? Or do I continue to pair them who I have them assigned to now and test them for albino so i don't accidentally re-include albino yes that's what i would do in my project you were planning on breeding them one season anyway before you sold them right so that's not the the selling part isn't the problem it's like a logistical issue of like mid-season you discover uh, a, a recessive that you're not that into this is sort the, of the discussion continuation of yeah for sure right or well what if i paired them to him hit some maybe because there's three of them clown G-H-I, inchy clown, albinos. Obviously, I don't like them, but they're worth more than... It might be cool. Than, like, a, whatever they were going to. They were going... Some of them were actually going to him anyway, so it's fine. But if I hit doubles and just sell the whole project off as doubles or pos heads, yeah, now I could I would test it. But I don't know if he is het albino or not. I think he is. Or do I breed him to him? Who I'm sh more sure is, but this one has a GHI in it, so it's much more interesting. Yeah, the GHI no. 100%, one hundo. Or, or you could like, test him right now. I could test him right now, and then make a decision after you know if he's head albino or not. Because it could all be mute, moot if he isn't. Then it would be like yes. exotic is right. Sell them all and use them to buy something that's actually cool. Correct. But she's <laughs> mid season, so they're like building and right. shit. So these so have like. 20 these ones like this one can be sold this one can be sold this one pretty much sold unless i use it to try to make doubles here but like do i what do i do what do i do with them right now him i say probably. you keep reading and once they lay then you could or their eggs hatch then you could sell it as a project like look what they produced ew <laughs> no if you people like albino respect uh, I just, it's like not my favorite. That's my story. I thought it was a fun story with pictures, and we finally have an answer to a question. And what's funny is this one's like so obviously polygenic, but like polygenically a little bit granite. Mm -hmm. So it's still in there. And this one's like, like weirdly reduced and dark for us. That one looks like Angie. the male Enchi from the first. Right. Much. Yeah. So I don't know what percentage of like the granite is polygenic in it, but I think the like color difference was due to het albino plus clown. Yeah. That's my beautiful story, everybody. At least I know instead of not knowing. So 
I think Lisa, um, the reason that she doesn't want to leave it in her collection is because she doesn't want accidental albinos popping out and maybe the combination that she was hoping for that's now a visual albino. Because there's right, nothing the, worse than like getting was... the snake you want, but it's also in the wrong recessive. Right. Like the, the GHI Enchi Het Clown male is obviously not that worth keeping. I almost didn't keep them, but I was like, I like GHI Enchi Clowns. They're actually mm -hmm. pretty cool and, and their combos. So I'll use him back to somebody to make that, to bring it off and do other stuff with it. Mm -hmm. But he's a, an absolute liability if he has albino in him. Um, so he's not even worth making clowns out of them. If I made them, I would have to sell those too. So these are some the stuff you all want to think about. Just like when people buy like Ultramel's Paws Hat Caramel. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. Oh, good for you. Oh, that's that's adorable. Yeah. And the other <sighs> thing, I mean, we've talked about this last week, but like the rash of caramel that's showing up in Desert Ghost has me shook also like an, an absolute storm of it and i'm disgusted because apparently the bells tested desert ghost against caramel at some point and sold the heads off as desert ghost at desert ghost but not oh looks like we're gonna lose jessica for a minute hopefully you guys can still hear me um so what she's saying is that um they tested it against the caramel albino to see if it was compatible and when it wasn't compatible, compatible, they just sold the the heads as Desert Ghost heads. And so it's like that trickling effect of selling that project to begin with, with the possibility of the Carmel Albino head. Um, like I said, it's a trickle effect. So each generation that's going out, some of those are still het Carmel. And so if you're um, breeding a Desert Ghost project, she's saying the fear that she has is that it's it's been popping up recently. And so people are finally hitting those two unknown recessive carriers. And um, if you don't know, um, that morph is not viable. And so it's potentially someone peed in the well, you know? Exactly. And so, and I don't think we have a genetic test for it yet because, I mean, most people don't even have it anymore. I don't know very many people that have even seen a, a visual of it. So, um, I don't know what we're going to do. Hopefully it's related to someone's specific line down the way and not all the way at the top still. Um, cause the further back in the history that it goes, the, the more widespread it would be. Um, they, the females I think are basically infertile or they die when they lay, um, or don't lay and die. It, it's something to do with the females. I'm not super educated on what actually happened. I just know that it was a non-viable project. Um, and so people didn't know they were all buying up the males and breeding it to everything they had while they were waiting for the females to grow up. And then, so it took like three years for them to figure out it wasn't a viable project. There is a shit ton of, because they also, the same thing, they tried it against Carmel Albino to see if they were compatible and when they weren't, they don't include the the caramel that's in there. And so it does the trickle down amongst our collections and stuff. And there's always that, like, you know, like percentage of a chance that their babies will continue to carry it. So, you know, like one out of a clutch is being passed down that gene. And so it can pop up 
that's one of the benefits of what's happening with the genetic testing is that um, we're going to be seeing a lot of things like this that um, animals I think have more hidden heads than we than we know, especially the really good quality animals that um, you can like with her PowerPoint, you could see the difference between the ones that she kept and the ones that she didn't. Um, and the quality was just immensely better with the ones that are now we know obviously had albino. And so how many more projects that have really phenomenal animals in them have a hidden head? Maybe it is, you know, hidden caramel um, that's making these really high quality snakes and we just don't know it. Like, it'll be really cool to see the genetic testing project progress. And so we have all this information and I think it's just going to be eye-opening and a really cool experience as we continue to learn more about the genetics of our ball pythons and hopefully other species too. Um, I don't know if she's going to come back or not. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, message her. Should I call her on the phone while on a podcast with her? Um, her power went out just a second. I'm going to send her a link on her phone. All right, while we're waiting for her to jump back in, does anybody have any questions? <laughs> yeah, she had to take a big shit, guys, and this is just the most PC way she could manage that because we're so PC here. <laughs> anyway, anyway, while we're waiting, it should be like a few minutes till she gets uh, going on her cell phone um, because she has no power at her house currently. Um, Matt, I would rather have caramel pop up than the desert. I don't know. For me, it's like desert and caramel are equally bad. So it would be pretty crappy if any of that popped up. I mean, I still, I like albino, but I don't want it in my projects. And so I would be just as upset about that popping up as caramel or um, desert too. There's no storms down there. All right. She just decided not to pay her bills and then to just peace out on us. And that is the end of Jessica forever. Um, oh, now I'm big. Ew, sorry. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> she didn't leave us forever. Welcome back. Oh my God. I don't know. Uh, is that Oklahoma power grid for you? <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay says, put me in, coach. Yeah, I'm sure you uh, had fun by yourself. Maybe we could it was really it. awkward. I am not cute by myself. I'm sorry. I need you to bounce off of it. was awful. I never, ever want to do my own podcast. <laughs> uh, I have to stand outside because there's no light, so nobody can see anything. But I don't know. I can't see the chat, obviously. Can Turn I? your phone sideways. That's what the chat is saying. I don't saying. feel like it. So there we go. You and the chat at the same time. 
Yeah, so now she's going to give us a tour of her snake hut. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we were a little worried that you were getting hit by a tornado and being carried off to Kansas. No, it's nice. Yeah, um, I think Marshall said that there was no storms, or maybe it was Richard. I don't remember. Hang on, let me check. All right, I might accidentally log off. Yeah, she's totally going to, like, peace out on us. Anyway, I'm glad that you're safe. Yeah, I just need to call back and say oh, it's fine. I was like, motherfucker, I don't know. Yeah, Sorry. so I think that we're going to end on that very fun note. Um, if you haven't, make sure you like the episode. Make sure you comment, and we will see you next Friday, guys. Whee! You want to see an airplane? It's the C-17. All right, bye. Janet, close the show. Can you do it? I think you can. I don't know how. I'm not a host. I'm a guest, so you have to do it. It's up to you. I know. Tell me how. Oh, in broadcast. All right, guys. Nope. See you later.